Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining another episode of Out of Character. Uh, I am Jupiter Sanders, and as always, with me is Cotton. Hey, y'all. There, there was a pause. I thought that, that was the cue. It was not oh, the that's cue. okay. I pause because I have to breathe. We'll but that's it. okay. Oh, no, we'll edit you out completely. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about your table. You're running a, a D&D table right now. And you guys are working through the Tomb of Annihilation module. Indeed, the Tome of Annihilation. The tomb. Well, it's the Tome of the Tomb of Annihilation, because it's a book. Tome of the Tomb of Annihilation. Okay, all right. Indeed. Okay. So, um, so let me ask you this before you start. I'm gonna. Uh, so, yeah, so you're me. basically the guest, and I get to ask you questions, right? Oh, cool. Let me, let me cross my happen. legs and. Oh well, look cool. well, fix your drink. Yes. Sit down. You know. Yes. Get a pipe and a, a you know, yeah. <laughs> fedora. You, you got it, yeah. Straw hat, it. whatever they wear in the South. And uh, here we go. My seer sucker. Your seer sucker suit. Yes. I just see like foghorn leghorn. <laughs> so, Tomb of Annihilation. Let me ask number one question. This is the question I have. I mean, I know about Tomb of Annihilation, I've been reading about it, I know the whole gist. It's a long module, it's a lot happening within that module. You yourself are a confessed new GM. Your table, you have said, are new players to 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 role playing tabletop role playing games. Why did you choose this module? I chose this module because uh, I had heard it was fairly high rated, and also I like swamps. Like there there was an actual thing where the guy reviewing was like, if you really love the setting and you're really into swamps. And, and I am. I actually had, had on a previous totally homebrewed campaign a swampy dungeon crawl. Little did I know, the thing existed. And so uh, that when that table ended, I was like, well, I'll just kind of pick up where I left off. And ish. But so, yeah, it was a combination of that. It had been very highly rated. And it, it was, I, I just love the, that, that suit. To me, that is a great fear of the unknown in swamps. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe just being from where we have them. They're just cool. I like them. They're just cool. Okay. All right. So this is an, I mean, this is a, a classic D&D module that they've redone for 5th edition. Because it, it came out ages ago, right? Right, which makes more sense. I didn't know that when I no? first bought it. I did not know no. the history. I knew, like, Strahd had a history. Mm -hmm. I did not know that Tomb of a Tomb of Annihilation had that same history. Mm. And it, I'm glad I know that because it impacted decisions and it makes things more clear. But we'll, we'll get to that a little later. Okay. Okay. Unless you don't want to. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so let's get into it then. When did you guys start? When, when did you start running this module? How many sessions have you had? We have had uh, three sessions. We've had three of them. Okay. I believe. And I One, know there's two, yeah. five chapters, which I, th I think they're pretty hefty chapters as well. How far are you into the module? We are in chapter two. So right. chapter one is uh, intro and welcome to the big city, you know, where you it, it's it's how spoilery are we supposed to be? I mean, it's it's sort of like the city from which you will begin this expedition. Mm -hmm. And there is a that's a focus of the game is you are running an expedition into the jungle. Very old school style. Uh, so yeah, chapter two is that chapter three is, I believe. Well, I don't I, the, I don't want to talk about oh, we don't what you're that. into. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so we're we're just is. in the jungle. Just in the you're in not, chapter two in the jungle. Yeah, this is this is in the jungle. So there there is no like dungeon. This isn't like you know chapter three dungeon section one or yeah. the you know dungeon A. It is 
like the 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 dungeon is the land of Cholt, mm-hmm. this giant peninsula slash island, and it is a hex crawl. There's just eleven bajillion hexes, and the players have a goal, and they have uh, they generally have no idea where to go. Like you can luck out, but and my players are on that path. They don't know where to go. There's a thing, and it's bad, and it's somewhere out there in the wilds. And so you're kind of just supposed to hack through the jungle until, like, the general, you know, the the stuff that big evil MacGuffins attract kind of, like, follow the trail that way. Okay. So so the issue I have with modules is they lay these beautiful modules out. Like, they're very linear. Uh, They got handouts. They've got all your stats. They give you advice on running it. And then whenever I sit down to do a module with a table, they never do anything that what the module says will happen next. Like, they, they just go off and, and do something completely different. So that's why I don't really care for modules. I've never had a table that actually enjoyed being railroaded. And to me, a module is a railroad. You have to, you know, go to point A, point B, point C to, to go through it. Uh, so what are your players doing? Are they following? Are, are are they getting the gist of it? Or do you have to prod? Uh, there was some prod. Really not much. Uh, and they even Stone Cold rejected a prod. Like I had. <laughs> uh, like the, fir- the first place you would kind of generally come to. Uh, it's, uh, it's an abandoned camp from um, some faction that no one cares about. And uh, you go in there and, they, and it was clear that they were trying to like loot or explore the place. And it's been abandoned. It was sacked. It's not hard to figure out why. And then there's the temple. And it's very clear that it's trapped and that there's stuff. They just did, like, they went, like, they detected traps at the first level. Like, nailed it. And it was, like, level one, trap. And then, like, you climb this giant stair that's, like, seven feet tall. So it's a stair, but it's, like, a stair for a giant or some shit. They get to level two, do really shitty on the, on the, uh, detect trap roll. And just said, fuck it. Like we, don't, like, we don't know what's in here, but we have no impetus to be in here. Nothing is screaming for us to be in here. And our and the players and feel that exploration is one of the big things in D&D, right? It's like exploration. They yeah. just weren't feeling it. They were like, we don't see any real reason to go in there. We knew level one is trapped. Level two is probably trapped and we don't see it. And so, like, fuck this place. Let's just leave. So they did. They've largely avoided trouble. They're just trying to get through the jungle and get to their destination as fast as possible. And this module is full of non-railroady stuff, kind of. I'm not trying to give it this giant praise, but there is lots of other stuff going on mm-hmm. that is not the main objective. It's hiding out in the jungles, and there's all kind of ways to explore and get loot en route to the storyline and where it will, in my opinion, probably become a lot more railroady. So they just didn't. They just said, fuck it, we're going to leave. And so that was it. All that prep down the drain. How it goes. Okay. So, all right. Well, let me ask you this now, because that popped into my head. The first level on exploring, they did, They rolled. They rolled well. They detected traps. Right. They got to the second level. They rolled badly. You tell them you don't detect any traps. Do you feel that when they made that choice, let's not do it? We know we rolled badly. We know there might be traps. Do you think that's metagaming? Or do you think, no, in character, they reasonably went, you know, let's not chance it. Let's just leave. To me, it was a little bit of both, and mm-hmm. it's a little impossible to not have that. But, I mean, 
it had been a little bit less. To, there was nothing to indicate a trap at level one out the gate. You were supposed to have them roll. You, they, they don't have to say, I roll for traps. Thank God. I think that's terrible. So, okay, roll for traps. He rolls for traps. He gets it. What would you think? You get to level one and you smoke the roll and cool. And then level. And then after that, it's just fucking free and clear. Like there's just too many Indiana Jones movies in their heads to quiet the den. They had, in my opinion, plausible deniability. Yeah. And in my opinion, if I had made that roll and, had, and I had totally taken it from the players, if I had just sat behind my little happy screen, thrown some dice and said, hey, you detect a trap. And then at level two, I said, you didn't. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's it's plausible. I didn't feel too bad about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would I lock my front door. I don't keep every door inside my apartment locked. You know what I mean? So I I, I would trap my my first door. It doesn't mean I'm going to trap every door that's within the building. Fair enough. But and again, maybe this is just that 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 Indiana Jones thing. This place was screaming trapped. Yeah deal okay. like it was screaming it from the heavens yeah. at this point it was just do you want to take a few licks to go get the cool loot yeah you know or, or just explore like it's hard for me to let go i love to explore i love yeah. in games just going to where i'm not supposed to be or, or where it's hard to get to i want to go there and pretty people in my party were a little gun shy and man they're just following that river going deep into the jungle just trying to get to to the one place that they know to go like they have a guide mm-hmm. and they gave him something he or he comes with a thing he wants to go do so they have a direction and i think emotionally they're very invested in that if they had a different guide and they were just bouncing around mm-hmm. i think they'd be more open to the exploration but because they have a point on that map where they are supposed to go there is comfort in knowing that there's something there. Surely, like surely, there's something there. There's some, you know, it's a place to go as opposed to we don't know even know what the hell this is. So I, I think they're latched onto that. They're beelining for that. They're, they're, you think they have tunnel vision? We don't need to do these side things. We have a we have a main goal. Let's just do it. But like you said, you enjoy the exploration. To leave that unsearched, like as a GM, do you? Do you, you just let them go, or do you try to do something to get them to continue? It seems like you didn't. You just let them go. No, I mean, way, that's, but I that was a very fair response. Okay. Like, piss on this. Let's leave. Well, what if there was uh, something okay. in that whatever, tomb, whatever? Um, What if there was something in there that was that would help them later, and you as the GM knew that? Would you have tried to keep them there, or would you say, nope, your choice. You want to book it? Leave. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to keep okay. them there if it was, even if it was like, like if it was part of the. I would just come up with. I'm not gonna force them. Like that's yeah. terrible. I think mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's, and I'm sure you're feeling the same way. Like, oh no, I don't. I would just rewrite the story. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it hurt because I made this dungeon and like, I had taken like paint and I had <laughs> blocked out parts of that dungeon uh-huh. and made like five or six different pictures. So as they progressed, I could go reveal, reveal, yeah. reveal, reveal. And they were like, "No, nah, we're done." I'm like, "Well, that was." Fucking, that's you know, why 20 minutes that's gone. why you don't prep you just don't prep because when you whatever i prep on whatever i prep going this is what they're gonna do i'm gonna prep the shit out of this and then they automatically take a left turn and go somewhere else and i ha- i am not prepared for it and everything i have is now just means nothing that is the good thing about chult and yeah. as there's this giant table in the back of random encounters and things they can run into mm-hmm. so that's the big dungeon hex crawl mm-hmm and I did roll a bunch of, the, and I spent way too much time 
rolling up like tons of all the random bullshit in every one of the six or seven environments. And I was going to be ready. And I'm like, I can't. Like some of this stuff requires like act, like not much. It's not complicated, but some prep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I prepped like this. Is what I came down to. I, I will prepare like like most of their stuff is like jungle or like undead level jungle one, whatever. And so I had like five or six things, and I was gonna throw that at them. And that's kind of a dungeon. Like it's not there's not walls, but it's the same general idea. Here are these encounters, mm-hmm. and they're totally disconnected from each other because it's a jungle full of evil shit. Mm-hmm. And so you'll fight evil shit one, two, three, four, five, and six. Across various days as you crawl around the old hex map. Cool. Uh, and, and then sometimes they avoided that. Like, I had a bunch of cannibals. And so what, what I did was I downloaded a bunch of, like, basic D&D maps of jungles. And I was just going to use those. Like, this is Jungle Map 1. And, hey, there's a river on it. So, hey, you're, you know, and these guys are traveling down the river. And so I was like, there's a bunch of cannibals on one side of the river. And they're eating zombies. And they're looking at you with hungry eyes. And, like, my rogue player was like, we just paddled to the other side of the river like shit shit that's smart that is smart that is you don't always have to to go for the combat you don't you can go you can go away it's okay and i made a bunch of tokens Mm -hmm. i already had tokens this is why i don't do tokens either i had tokens tokens. and uh so those cannibals will come back later and uh, that's a great (laughs) thing about that uh it's a jungle you never know when like you can just bring that shit back but uh, so so, where do you want to go from there? Like you know, uh, where, how we've been going through the jungle, or because no, I have let's been changing some stuff a, up. We got a question, Leo, who's who's listening live as we record. Mm-hmm. His question is: Since your mom plays at your table, do you pull your punches? I have pulled punches in the past, but not on her. Uh, mostly because it just hasn't come up. But sometimes I feel like I overtuned fights a lot. And it, this isn't even with this particular group. It was the last group. And uh, so far I can say the only punch I have pulled is my player did the lizard folk bite attack on a very, very nasty, dangerous enemy and brought it from like four hit points to one, and I gave it to him. So I gave him a hit point off, out of like 68. That's So if you want to call that a pulled punch, then there no. Mm-hmm. But mostly no. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only other way I would say I pulled punches is I've scaled some of the encounters back. I think I've made some of them too easy. My players, frankly, are not very good. Like, <laughs> wait, what do you mean not good tactically? So they're not like they don't really think strategy or or how to uh, um, no, confront but an encounter. Also more. But like, what do you <laughs> like, mean like not good? Like not good at playing because they're inexperienced, not understanding. Yeah. Do you know rangers get two attacks at level five? My ranger doesn't. Um, I didn't. Hell, I forgot. Uh, and so he was over there like, I'm like, man, this guy sucks. Uh, or his character sucks. Maybe there's something I can optimize. Mm-hmm. And I pull his character sheet up. I'm like, because oh, oh, we, we, we are all in D&D beyond the same campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, martial class, fifth level. Do attack. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I can't remember if rogues get that. Uh, but like the rogue, I didn't have his character sheet printed out. Pissed me off, frankly. And he's gonna get that. And uh, like, di- like didn't know how like stick attack really worked. Our druid oh. has yet to transform into anything. What? And she's good. At it. She's like a moon druid or some shit. Like that's yeah. That's, no, and no, also no. If you're a like, druid, you are the shape shifting druid. And you she's are like turning an ice knife, like elk, like a machine. Oh yes. No. Apparently, Velociraptor, of all the characters, like you, there's a certain CR you could transform into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It turns out Velociraptor is one of the better ones, and you can only transform into stuff you've seen. Yeah. And I'd be fairly liberal with that. But their first fight was literally Velociraptors. 
I didn't plan it that way. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to hook the druid up by like they were. It's a jungle. Yeah. The dinosaurs, velociraptor, yeah. makes sense. So she could be a velociraptor, just like wrecking people. Yeah. My mom had a nasty habit of moving up to melee range as a sorcerer. I'm like, I actually pulled out my battle mat. I said, okay, mom, if I put you dead center in this mat, you can shoot past the mat on pretty much every spell. Like, there's no benefit to you. But she just could not get away from my, I moved right in this guy's face and cast Firebolt. I'm like, this guy's (laughs) going to murder you. Stop moving up. She Do not move. Go toe to toe. Let her go toe to toe. Yes, but she didn't want to play a melee character. <laughs> you know, I was like, by all means, let her play our. We we don't have a tank. We have like ranger, druid, sorcerer, cleric, mm. and the cleric is wearing like leather armor for like kind of flavory, chulty, tomb of annihilation reasons. Like mm-hmm. there's a negative if you wear chainmail. Th- that's another aspect. So the uh, the survivalism is a big part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have food and water and rations, and, and oh, it really puts a lot of emphasis on stuff? this. Are you really bookkeeping I, rations? I and was, water? but it turns out that between a druid and like they're all like fifth level, mm-hmm. between a druid and a cleric, you don't have to worry about food and water. Good. Both can create water, and one can make good berries. So, kind of ended that shit, didn't it? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh, I hate the if you have chainmail on, you have to yeah. drink. If if you have a if you if you wear chainmail or heavy armor, you have to drink like twice as much water. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just hand waved it Good. because it's a pain in the ass. Like you, you're supposed to like have rain catchers and shit. And I kind of regretted going through all that crap. And you're supposed to have incense. I mean, I'm going out and buy a bunch of incense. Like you went out and you bought the blocks of incense and the goop, and you have it on. And I bring it up for flavor reasons. Mm-hmm. But I've got like 80 days of the shit, and I'm not gonna cut off one. Like I'm like I'm like occasionally allude to it to like fuck with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not like the end of the world. Yeah, they're a little over leveled for that very. They're supposed to be about fifth to sixth level when they get to the place where the shit's happening. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's supposed to be the end of the jungle bit. And the game says if they're a little over leveled, that's fine. They'll just beat the shit out of the jungle. Yeah, cool. And that's kind of what's been going on because I'm not so used to dealing. I've DM'd first, like first, second, third, fourth. I have not GM fifth level till now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, third uh, fireball, good spell. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was lots of problems. Yeah, but you can you can set the fire on jungle, uh, the jungle on fire, the fire on jungle, the <laughs> yes, jungle you on can. fire, and then you know that sucks. You know, <laughs> now you just let everybody know where you are, and that probably bring like so. I mean, it's a good spell, but is it the right spell to use in a jungle in this instance right now? And that's what yes. players need to The answer learn. is yes, because it is. Okay. fuck those Velociraptors over there <laughs> is about what that spell do. That, oh. that, is, a, that is a showstopper. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and no. the other, uh, because the Hex Crawl, you know, D&D is a resource um, management game. It doesn't have to be, well, okay. It doesn't have to be. You're right. Just, I, I, I admit. But the spell level, spells are a thing. And because... You will, on average, have one to two encounters a day. Max is three. Like, there just is no mechanical system unless you are doing it yourself, wherein you would have more. Like, like the cashers have been going nuts. Like, my mom and our cleric, they've just been, like, shooting from the hip, laying down the fury. You know, and then, oh, end of the day, let's get one of those nappy poos. Mm-hmm. So I, I found a way to deal with that. Oh, What's how's well? Why did you feel you needed a way to deal with that? Number one, and number two, how did you deal with it? I felt because at some point they are going to be going into a dungeon to go do the thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 
and I am worried about that because I've heard and I've read some of the Tomb of Annihilation in the uh, preceding dungeon, uh, Night of the Fane Serpent, and both are either like not beloved or they are kind of cheap and shitty in a way that modern D&D does not play. Old school D&D was the... He would do the kind of shit where like a troll would come out from the bridge and be like, send forth your best Riddler. Well, we'll send forth the wizard wizard because he has high end. And the guy just like fucking punched him in the face. I hate smart people. Like, fuck. Like, the game used to be mean. And there's still some of that. And I feel like my beloved players who do not know they have two attacks at fifth level or that they can transform as druids and animals are going to get murked. So I'm trying to train them up. I'm trying to tell them, hey, sorcerer, my mom, uh, you can't go into every fight laying the fucking hammer down, you know? So I'm giving her pointers, and I'm trying to, like, yeah, train her yeah, up. Yeah. So what I did is I made a dungeon. I took one of the random encounters from the jungle and kind of, like, workshopped it into a a dungeon for them to go do with six encounters of varying levels of difficulty. Some with lots of creatures, some with very few creatures that are very hard to deal with, and put them to their paces. You know, they're not, that's where they are now. They have, they, they actually had to quit, like they had somewhere to be, uh, before the big final fight. But the first five, especially that number five, were, were increasingly complex and difficult and tough. And I saw my players begin to, like, my mom was like, can I take a long rest? No. You can't, well, you can, but you're in the middle of a dungeon full of undead creepy crawly shit. So, how, you know, be careful with that one. You know, evil smile. And uh, so, so, so then my mom knows. On one hand, I've told her, hey, a, uh, a stitch in time saves nine. You're the sorcerer. It's best to come out the gate, win the fight with a big spell, and then sit back. You want to, like, overwhelm, boom, make it to where your guys are winning, and let the melee people and non-magical people mop it up. Yeah. But you also need to not fireball, fireball, fire, fireball, and then run out of gas. Yeah. So yeah. she's learned that first part. Now she's learning the second part. She's learning win the fight early, but don't throw down every single spell. Yeah, I think magic users, uh, they're so they're weird about that. So like Shadowrun, I enjoyed playing a mage, a manipulation mage specifically. I enjoy that. But when I play, I kind of sit back and let other people do things. And I only jump in and do a spell when I feel I absolutely have to. Like it's a must. Most of the time, I won't cast spells. I just sit there. Like, no. Let other people do things. Because magic is, to me, broken. In D&D, I don't like to play a caster at all because I think all magic in D&D is just busted. I don't like it. It ruins the game for me. But your druid is what's concerning me right now. One of my favorite characters was playing a half-orc druid that shape-changed. And I would, I would turn into an elk and just stomp and gore people. And it was so great. Like, I love doing it. And, and you can roll as a GM. There's a list of creature CRs. And you can roll randomly and go, all right, well, you've seen this one, this one, this one, this one, and this one. There you go. So you have a stock of some. And then as you see new things, you can add that to your repertoire. But I, I'm concerned why, why your druid isn't shape-changing. That's fantastic. That's like the best thing to do. I, I and that is the next conversation I will have. I told the ranger, hey, you know, you get like two attacks, by the way, bro. And uh, I'm trying to get him trained up. I'm gonna try to tell them a few things, and they've been kind of like dealing with these encounters, and not all of them are combat encounters. They've been dealing with them in ways that are smart ass people. Yeah. But that tactical knowledge isn't there, so I'm trying to develop 
encounters to help highlight that. I mean, some of it's just, hey, man, you get two attacks. But the other things are like, hey, this is how you manage your spell as well. Yeah. I want to communicate that to you through gameplay, not just a yeah. lecture. Yeah. A PowerPoint. Yeah. You have to figure out a way, like... Here's a situation. Uh, your rogue has sneak attack. Well, your shape-changing druid can turn into something maybe these jungle people have never seen. Distract them, and then your rogue can come from behind and just sneak attack people and kill them. Yeah, or you like, could be a small thing and like spy yeah. on people. Yes, so exactly. Turn she's into a and she role plays great. Yeah, she like she met like an axe beak that was in a pen and like befriended the axe beak, and I am one hundred percent going to bring that back. <laughs> uh, and but so. But I'm going to have that conversation with her, like, hey, you know, she loves being the uh, the animal lover, so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, here's some animals you can actually turn into, by the way, just for what it's worth, like a CR list. I'm going to have, like, a, a – I think I'm going to look back, maybe ask her some questions about her background, and use that to come up with a list of creatures mm -hmm. that is, you know, of, of probably, like, the highlights of – of that list. I don't, I don't want to give her, like, here's the whole CR one half and Yeah, yeah, but, like, here's what list. you can turn into now. Um, yeah. But I, I, I just, I I think it's a great thing to be able to do, and yet you, you've got, you seems like you have new players, but you have smart. Like, they're just smart people, and they come at things in a very different way than most people. Most people just charge through in combat, combat, combat. Nobody wants to talk their way. Combat, combat. Your people actually like, well, let's just swim to the other side of the river. We don't need to deal with this. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. You know, why not? Great... You know. The the opening revealed that. And uh, it's like the, the new player is a rogue, a guy named Joey. And if he's played, it's been decades. Now, I will say he missed a session, and he didn't print a character sheet. These things annoyed me. But he has been doing crazy rogue shit. Everyone else is like goody two-shoes. He's out there doing like crazy rogue shit. What's he doing? That's crazy rogue shit. Like stealing oh, from God. the others? Uh, I will not, not yet. let the rogue I will not let a rogue steal from the other players at my So table. the storyline is that like to, to be in Chult you and to be a guide in the woods, you have to have or in the jungle, you have to have a permit from like a person. Don't worry about it. And there's another faction that says if you're gonna be out in the woods doing any exploration, which is kind of the same thing, you have to have a permit from them. Permits. And the game makes a big game. right? And the <laughs> game makes a big deal of hiring a guide. I like think you need to go. You need to go in, and there's like seven guides, and they all have like the little like business card, basically, where they <laughs> talk about shit, and you interview them, and like. So I mean, I mean, I'm going through this, and we have a ranger and a druid. They could be fine. They yeah. are the much better guides than these dudes are, but the guide is also the GM like puppet. Uh, <laughs> By the way, the legend of this place is that there's great treasure there. You know, that's clearly that's well, he's your tool, basically. He's he's just your yeah. tool. Yeah. But but there are different guides. Yeah. And they decided to interview after looking at all the guides. So he he so the first thing the road goes to a bar. There are some mercenaries who've been hired to protect this place. A shady group called the Centaurum. Google it on your Forgotten Realms Ricky Wiki, y'all. And so he's getting this guy like kind of drunk and there are unlicensed scouts that, and i'm like well that's a cool way for him to meet them like these aren't the licensed scouts you could find from the big billboard like um uh like court board or whatever these guys are billboard these guys who were just on the side so i let him unlock those scouts by talking to this guard getting him drunk working him over for some information playing him up and uh so that was cool it was like hey you really did this cool rp thing now you know these two uh unlicensed kind of like shady ass scouts so he goes to them. 
they interviewed two others. A dwarf who is like really I've who is uh, I've I've played him as a really chilled out hippie guy. And uh, another scout who was this young uh kind of like Indiana Jones badass chick who her whole like business card was everyone else sucks and here's why. It wasn't like here's what I'm about. I wanted to go in the jungle to help my people come along with me or I want to help. And he was like Bob's an idiot. This guy's a fucktard. She sucks. Uh he's a fraud. Like just lying, you know, laying him out. Well, they interviewed her. Well, am I allowed to do a little spoiler or no? I can, I can, should I, should I hang back? Spoil this, this, this module has been out for decades. Yeah. I mean, if it's spoiled, guys, sorry. She's a, she's a She's the one evil scout. Uh-huh. She has a sending stone that she uses to communicate with the, uh, like, second big bad of the whole goddamn campaign. Mm. So she's a great scout, but, and she's talking shit, and she's kind of punching and I played her up and mentioned she had a satchel because I'm thinking, like, Indiana Jones, Jake, satchel, cool. Well, like, the rogue fucking locked in on the satchel. He had also been looking at everyone's license to go be in the jungle. Like, he would, like, analyze it, like, real close. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, the, the license is real. Also, they're, like, posting on a billboard openly that they're legit. Like, you wouldn't have a bullshit license but also post on the official, like, government mm-hmm. billboard, right? But whatever, you're in the license. It's cool. This fucker... <laughs> Goes to the shady ass scouts and says, "I want to forge a permit, steal." And so he has to steal one. So he's gonna go steal a permit to go get it forged. So that he wants his own goddamn permit. He's gone rogue, literally. Yeah. So he goes to the so they hire the dwarf. So they interview three scouts. Dwarf, he didn't want to fuck that guy over. The uh, the shady scouts. He wants to work with them. So where does he go? The one evil scout who he doesn't know is evil. He goes to the satchel. Uh, and I rolled dice. I was like, legit. Like, I was like, if it's a one, she has it on her. She's downstairs at the bar that you need to meet her at, the tavern where she stays. If it's a two, it's in her room. It's a two. Goes to the bartender. Hey, man, Um, you know, she's our scout. We hired her, but I, I forgot something in the room. Which one's she in? He crushes the deception roll. So now he knows what room she's in. He goes up to the room, pulls up the old lockpick set, crushes the roll. He gets inside. There's a satchel. And he just takes the whole goddamn thing. Where would you keep a magical walkie-talkie to the big bad? Probably in your fucking satchel. Mm-hmm. So he's got a sending stone and doesn't know it. Hmm. There's a one. There's a, a two-way radio to like the Wanti leader who helped make the old empire of this giant land fall, hmm. like the fallen paladin who became a Wanti abomination. Like fuck. <laughs> so he missed the next session. Like, I wrote up a whole thing, like, where he hears the stun. Because he missed it, I'm, we're going to, like, play it off like he was doing rogue shit with that stun. Like, he heard it talking to him at night, so we're going to play it out that way. So I was super impressed that he, won, worked over one of the guards with some alcohol and some smooth talk to find some information out. Mm-hmm. No, that's and good. that was a cool way for me to unlock scouts. And he was like, I'm going to forge. And he forged the permits. And, what? like, the rolls were crushed on that. So they have a bunch of fake-ass permits that if if you don't have a keen eye, they'll hold up. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I think that's great. Uh, let me ask you this, though. If you thought the whole scout thing, like you have a ranger and you have a druid, you don't really need a guide, why did you choose to use it? Why didn't you just eliminate that? Or are you trying to stay as true as you can to the module? It was a combination of stay as true as you can. Mm-hmm. It was that plus they're new at the game. Mm-hmm. And three, fuck them. You know, wow. uh, if they wanted to say, hey, I'm a ranger... Um, fuck these guys. Okay, but I kind of would like to have a GM uh, loudspeaker that I can use to uh, communicate to my newbies, mm-hmm. let them know some stuff. And it was a big part of the game. 
and the fact that one was evil and one could like tell them exactly where to go. And they all kind of had their own reason for going in the jungle. And that would give them a place to go, which is good. And that's giving them something to do. Like the one that they chose has a place that he wants to go. His whole deal is if you help me achieve this goal, uh, you know, in route to your own goal, it'll be a cheaper deal. You know, we'll, and I'll charge you less money. Mm -hmm. So it gave them a place to go. Because without that, if it was just head in the jungle, it would literally be just walk around until you stumble into something that indicates an evil MacGuffin is in, you know, a cardinal direction. Mm -hmm. So while they're doing that, while they're en route to this goal, a specific dungeon on the very southern end of the map when you start on the northern end, it gives me time as a GM to come up with the hooks on where to go next. Like, I, I know where they're going. Mm -hmm. So because I know where the ball's going to be, I can prepare to intercept and redirect as needed okay there you go all right no that's fair enough fair enough all right so you're you're in the second chapter now what do you really like about the module so far like the big highlight or like i'm really happy they did this or included this or had this something the the core city of port nianzari where you start off mm -hmm. is great uh reviews say that and it's true it's mm -hmm. full of life don't undersell it. Please spend a session there. Mm -hmm. uh, make your players... If you're going to railroad your players to anything, railroad them into gambling on dinosaur racing. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's great. It worked out great for us. I drew it like me like the the one winning bet on the most out-and-out, not-going-to-win fucking dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> the port city is beautiful. Love it. Uh, the jungle itself. You're going to have to really rip out a lot of hex crawl bullshit unless your team is really into hex crawl bullshit. Uh, I just don't think it holds up. I really don't. And we have expedited the shit out of that. The rules are you travel this fast per day, and you can travel at a fast pace or a slow pace, and you can travel down river, which is twice as fast, or you can do this, and you can do that. You can go with this, or you can go with that. Uh, it's it's too much shit. It's way too much of a grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, just fucking don't. Just come up with a certain number of encounters, and if they're a little bit lower level, I mean, just do milestone. Just fucking level them. If they if they find out where the MacGuffin is, just give them the fucking levels. Why not? Like, what do you care? But if you really sit there and play it rules as is, it 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 is tedious. It is tedious to run. The rules are way too tedious in terms of travel, in terms of incense, in terms of food, in terms of water, and in terms of fights. Because the fights are in the jungle. Each one is kind of individually fine. But holy fucking shit, how many, like, random one-off, doesn't-mean-anything fights do you want your players to go? I, it, it's a slog. Yeah, it sounds like a slog to me. I was, as you described it, I'm like, how many sessions, if you played it as is, how many sessions would your table have to go through to get from the city to the temple as they go through the jungle? How many sessions? If they, And that's if they knew where to go, which they don't. Uh-huh. Let's, let's say they knew where to go. Yeah. If I told them straight out the gate... And they had like the the the, the five star opening where they did everything right, and they actually know where the fuck they're going. Mm -hmm. It would still be probably uh four or five sessions, and I'm oh. talking each one of like four or five or six sessions of slogging through the jungle. And I get it's a jungle; it's supposed to be a slog. That's the heart. That's what it's trying to communicate to you. You're in the jungle, and the jungle itself is just indifferent and cruel and fucked up, and will just rend you apart. As you are just trying to get to where you're going. Cool. For a minute. <laughs> well, yeah, because imagine, all right, my first session is at the big city. We go through all that. All right, my next session is the beginning of the jungle. 
I go through part of the jungle. I have two to three encounters. At you know, the table has two to three encounters. All right, next session. I'm still in the jungle. I have two to three encounters. Next session. I'm still in the jungle. Yeah, I have two you're to still three in the encounters. By the fourth session, I'm going fuck this jungle. So some of the encounters are not combatty. Uh huh. But they'd also be quicker, so they wouldn't like eat up much time, and they'd be cool. And I've also done some stuff where it's like the players may not know why certain things are happening, like with Artist Simber. They've come across several situations where, like, there's a frozen sphere in the middle of the jungle, and they don't know why. And they may never know why. I may never fucking bring Artist up. Maybe mm-hmm. I will. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, but that's that's cool to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would be a slog. If you play it as is, it's going to be a slog. Just... Don't. I mean, I also, know some people that oh. do like the slog. They love the slog. They love the bookkeeping. They love the resource management. They love it. I know there are people that love that game. That is not the game I like. I just I don't I, do it. I think the people who would love that would also love like a more tactical fight because mm-hmm. these are the jungle. There is no like built-in height differential. It's not like there are the cliffs and there's some tactical stuff because there's archers, but they're up high. Or you could push this guy off the cliff. It's just like 12 velociraptors, 10 cannibals, uh, four of these things, six of these things. There is no like they're on a ridge or they're on a, they're in, they're in a valley or they're in a water thing. It's just nothing is indicated. You could you could make it yourself, but that's you. So if you just play it as is. There's nothing to say you should do anything but play it out on a battle map, two-dimensional space, right? Just a slog fest of here's ten cannibals on the map. They can move at you. You can move at them. There's no difficult terrain. There's no. There's nothing interesting on the battle map. It's just number versus players, and that's bad, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So so far, what do you dislike the most about the module? So far, what you've done so far. That. The fact that's that they so built sloggy. in a fucking yeah. slog yeah. that is just, I just ripped it out. I just, I mean, like, we went a few days, like, days, I put it in quotes, <laughs> of, like, exploration, and I'm tracking them on the hex crawl. And I just said, like, fuck this. You're going to travel, and here's an encounter. And you're going to travel a bit, and here's an encounter. You're going to travel here and, and interact with these people. And there is a bit of a railroady feel to it. Like, we ended up at, like, Camp, um, Camp Vengeance, and there's this asshole who runs it. <laughs> and my players played it. Excellently, so it worked really well, I think. But there's, if you read it, it feels very much like the guy is an asshole beyond belief. The guy who runs it mm-hmm. to the point where it's clear that the people are trying to achieve a goal. I have heard Knight of the Fane Serpent is this like, like the jungle is, or the, the 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 dungeon is based on like, and here's where the players get captured and they give up their weapons, right, so that they can like it's it's based on all this shit that it assumes players will do, and it straight up says in there. Oh, if Roz uh, Nisi doesn't like them, he'll just execute them. Not like there's a role. There's an, it's just like, oh, if, if if they're a bit too mouthy, or he doesn't feel that they've uh, that they are of any use to him, he summarily executes them. End of Ooh. motherfucking story. That sucks. Uh, yes, I've heard like multiple things. Of course like, you're gonna be things. mouthy. Of course you're gonna be mouthy. Of course you're not gonna want to give up your weapons. Of course. So yeah, it's it's very <laughs> much like the plan is. So it's weird that they wrote it based around, like, and and the players have to, like, pretend to get captured, see? Like, what what, what if they don't? Then they'll get fucking murdered because the place is full of 1D. And you gotta go in there, and then there's, like, political intrigue you gotta take advantage. So I've heard 
bad things about Night of the Fame Serpent. I've heard some bad things. Mm-hmm. I've heard the Tomb of Annihilation, while super cool, is lethal as fuck. Mm-hmm. And the game has a built-in aspect which says, like, there is no coming back from the dead. The whole deal is there's a big evil MacGuffin machine that's sucking up all the souls. So if your characters die and they have revivify, nope. You know, there, so yeah. that, that's another kind of scary aspect of it. So, yeah. woof. Wow. Still... But the, the slog bit, uh, I've just ripped it out. I made up a dungeon. There's no, there's yeah. no dungeons in there. They're like mid-tier. Mm-hmm. There's encounters. There's cities. There's camps of like goblins and weird frog people whose name escapes me. <laughs> but like there is no what I just made up. Which is, here's a, a thing that's super minor, that's like six encounters, it's kind of basic, it's a, you know, dungeon. Go in there and, like, hack and slash. So, Tomb of Annihilation is a, um, characters 1 to 11. I assume you start at level 1, and you progress up, or you can start, like, I guess, anywhere your, your play started at 5. By the end of this, they should be level 11, correct? I believe so, yes. Okay. Do you think that your table was ready? For this module, or do you think you should have gotten them a little more used to the mechanics of their characters and understanding these things before putting them in something like Tomb of Annihilation? Maybe, Maybe? but I feel like no, actually, I, I don't. I mm-hmm. I kind of figured that in the jungle, as I read through the the module, there was no like dungeon. It was just lots of these encounters that were just kind of there and disconnected. I'm thinking, well, I can tune this to be whatever I want. The jungle is kind of sandboxy, mm-hmm. and so I can take, I can make twelve velociraptors into ten, or I can make a battle map or get one from the internet with changes in elevation or other tactical things that are built into that map space. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like I wasn't locked into anything. So, I, if anyone running this, you, you need to take that freedom you have and use it you cannot run it as it you just can't mm. you've got to take it and craft it for your players and use that general openness that's there as a the canvas upon which or you know the you you have so much control over all these little levers to make it fit your party and have them do what you need to teach them to get them where you need them to go before you get to the old railroad of here is night of the fame serpent and uh, or whatever it is and like mm-hmm. She's she's real. I, I do, do not yet know how I will solve that problem. It's on my list of things to do. <laughs> on my list you know? of things to do. Uh, so did you just really want to run a module, or did you just really want to run this module? I wanted to run a module. A module. And I actually had them okay. vote. I had them vote on this or Curse of Strahd. Uh. And I <laughs> talked about Strahd being very social, which I thought they would be good at, and not based all around combat which I thought they'd be good at. Like, oh. they're people who can talk. And Strahd is not about, like, my number bigger than your number. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They sound like a role-play table to me. They sound more role-play than crunchy mechanic play. Very much so. Yeah. You would be correct. But I think, and, and I, I described this, I, I, I differentiated them in this way. Strahd is dark and gloomy and... and and the, the character itself is cruel, and it's it's a uh, it's a bit of a horror show. It's a horror. It's it's mm-hmm. a nasty psychological thing, and it's tough, but it is really cool role play. And Tomb of Annihilation is old school. There's a bad guy doing bad evil shit. And you gotta go find him and put his ass in the dirt. And they liked that a lot more. They wanted either. I think it was a combination of that sounds a little bit easier, 
go in, kick open door, kick ass, take name. It hasn't all been that, but I feel like that concept to them felt easier than like surviving a weird horror show. And two, they, I think they wanted some light, happy fun as opposed to the oppressive nature that is Strahd. Uh, because the bad guy in Tomb of Annihilation is nowhere near as, uh, I, like, ironically enough, soul-draining. Uh, there you go. There you go. Huh. Okay. Yeah. The guy, I mean, uh, Asarak is just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Strahd is a fucking psychopath. So, you're a, you're a new, you're a newish GM. Do you, do you still like modules, or do you find that you could have just homebrewed a story campaign idea yourself? I do like it. There's lots like of okay. inventive stuff in there. Okay. It's just how you tie it together. Like, there's, there's this dungeon that I'm reading about, the one that they didn't go in. And I was like, man, this is so cool. These traps and these and the idea behind it and the way that it works. Man, I, I like this a lot. This is so inventive. Uh, the way they tie it together is, that's not so great. But I can change that. I can just, I mean, I can move shit on the map if I want to. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that I can't. Yeah. So I, I love all all the stuff with like like the level design and actual designed encounter design, not the jungle itself. That's all like really cool creative shit, and I love that I can take that stuff and just keep that, and then on the other stuff just do what I want. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I don't feel super boxed in, you know. Mm-hmm. I you know unless you have a specific story you want to tell, I'm like this story seems serviceable enough. The general story is cool. There's lots of really cool set pieces, lots of cool villains. And it's just a matter of let me make it work for my table. So that's the biggest thing I would tell you, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll admit I kind of suspected. I figured I could make it work for my table. You will have to do so. Yeah. I do not know of the module you can pick up and just flip it and go through. I would never run a module without doing a ton of prep work and thinking it through and knowing what table I'm going to have and blah, 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 or, or at least knowing the module and how I would change it. If, if you just think you're going to go like buy a module, read it that weekend before, flip through no. and start deploying stuff. Good luck. I know there I, I are people know, that do yeah. that and God bless them if they do it well, but I, I wanted to talk to you about, get a check in on you running this module with new players uh, because I'm going to be running a module, a Call of Cthulhu module, with a table of entirely new players. Like, they've never, ever played a tabletop RPG before. Ever. Ever. Like, they didn't understand, like, well, how are we going to roll dice? Like, we're going to use a virtual table. What's a virtual table? You're going to sign in, and you're just going to hit a button, and it's going to roll the dice. Oh. Call call Cthulhu, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay. So I read this module and I've, I've, I read it once and then I've read it again. And I'm sitting here going, I don't know how these new players are going to understand how to go from point one to point two to point three. I mean, they can just skip it and go to the end. It doesn't make a difference what they do, but I'm like, how am I going to get them to understand how an RPG works? They've never played an RPG. Now, to me, Call of Cthulhu is very rules-light. To me, very rules-light. We're using pre-generated characters. I'm putting the character sheets into Roll20. All they got to do is click, button, go. Right? That's it. Oh, okay. Pre-gen. Okay. Pre-gen. Okay, that, that helped. I was, I, was, I was like, woof, before that. But okay, I'm, I'm tracking now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and Leo's like, wait a minute. What? You hated modules. I do. I don't like them. And this one looks okay. 
but again, I'm reading, I'm going, I don't know if I can get them to do it. I don't know if I could get them to understand. So I'm now like, I have a lot of anxiety because this happens uh, a week from the Saturday. I'm going to run this, this Cthulhu module for these brand new baby new players. I'm going to drive them all insane if not kill them. <laughs> That's my goal, Ugh. as it always is with Cthulhu. But I also wanted to be, I wanted to be fun and get them to want to play again. And I'm just worried that this module, I don't know, no, it's just very, I don't know. I feel anxious about it. Like, I don't want to hurt these, these budding players and give them a bad experience. I want it to be fun. But if you've never played before, are you okay with, with Cthulhu? Because it's not bashing you, but it, it is at almost every turn. Sanity loss. This module, yes, is. This module <laughs> is almost at oh. every turn you are losing sanity. And I'm like, You're, oh man. Take take a breath because one of these are pre-made characters. They haven't been like yes. stamped with a mark of self. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They didn't. They I'm didn't, not dying. Yeah. Bill's dying. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Bill. He's yeah. I don't know who um, this Bill is. Yeah. So I, I would say that the sort of dirty sacred and all these things, and, and I. I'm almost positive every designer of these modules knows it. Mm -hmm. Is that it's not really a module, it's just a toolbox. Yeah. But it's a bunch of cool shit linked by a general plot and storyline, and it's all packed in there. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to tell you, by the way, it's not fucking possible to just run a goddamn module. It's not a thing. Because then they wouldn't get money. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also because, uh, you know, there's certain shibboleths, there's certain unkillable things in D&D, &D, like Tomb of Annihilation must have a hex crawl. Mm -hmm. So they can't not do it even if it's bad. So what am I saying? I'm saying take your module, read your module, mm -hmm. think to yourself why if something would suck. If something sticks out at you, like, man, this, I feel like this will fucking suck. I mean, like, by my best life, this is bad, right? Plan something to go around that. Like, how would you deal with that if it were to suck? So when it does suck, you're ready to go. You know, plan, you know that, that that's the most word I can tell you is it really is just a bunch of toolkit stuff with a general plot, and that general plot is merely one more tool in the toolkit that you can use or abandon. Mm -hmm. It's all editable. It's like a, it's like the HTML code of a page. <laughs> you can do anything you want. They just sold you a pre-made page. You can make this bold. You can delete this text. Mm -hmm. You can put the picture over here. It's up to you. Yeah. No. I, and and I think I'm I'm worried. I don't want to pull the punches. I don't want it to be a cakewalk. I want them to get a really good experience, but at the same time, I want it to be a real Cthulhu experience. So I'm just, I don't know, trying to temper my, I, I don't want to baby them. I don't want to mollycoddle them. I don't want to pull my punches. I want to make sure I, I'm being true to a Cthulhu game. This is what's going to happen, guys. But at the same time, I want to make sure I temper that so they don't feel like this is, unwinnable which it's cthulhu it is unwinnable can i tell you the yeah. answer that you may not like this oh. is the answer where i am at uh -huh. and that is uh to quote the wonderful movie joe dirt it's not about you it's about the consumer oh no I so know. i loved exploration i love exploration i love I mean, I went hiking today. I like backpacking stuff. I like survivalism. I want to know about your rations and how many arrows you have. I want to know about weight limits. Oh. Ooh, weight limits, yes. No. But it doesn't fucking work. So I had to let that shit go. Yeah. And, and I was like, I'm not going to pull any points. I'm going to roll. I had a giant Excel spreadsheet of all these random encounters I rolled. I made them up legitimately. And there would be 12 <laughs> velociraptors, and there would be 16 of these and four of those. And I realized that this would kill my fucking players. Mm -hmm. So I threw it 
the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Hours of work, all that stuff. But I don't want the. I don't want to. I don't want to coddle them. And I don't. I want. To, I want them to have a real experience. And I want this. Take that shit. Squeeze it into a ball. Throw it in the trash. I'm, yeah. It hurts. It's about them. And if you yeah. go in there, you're like. I am the objective standard by which the the guilty will be judged and the righteous will yeah. be allowed to pass. Yeah. You're gonna murk your fucking players. I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna hate you. Yeah. Don't do that. I don't you got to form yeah. fit it to them. No, I don't want to. Mur- now, see, if I played, if if I ran this module with the normal people I play with, I'd be fine. I know I could do anything and everything in this module, and my players will get through it just fine. They they all understand the expectation of a Cthulhu game. I don't think I've set that expectation with these guys. And so I just need to, so I, I'm, I'm just worried, but I don't want to, I don't want to murk them. I don't want to murk them, but I still want to create that tension of a horror RPG game. So is there like, do you get that with team of annihilation? Does the tension build as they get I closer the and closer? Cause I, I think the tension is the whole thing. Like that's the, that's the gripping part. That's the part that gets them invested in playing is that, that slow build of the tension. Tension that I've found is I present them things that they do not understand. <laughs> like the frozen orbs or mm-hmm. like, like like bits of storylines that they're not attached to. Fallout 3 did this really well when you could read old blog entries and journal entries and you would slowly learn things. Or maybe you didn't. I mean, it would just be like some random entry that was disturbing about someone's past and you... That's it. So hit them with that. Hit them with things that are discordant. And maybe uh-huh. there is a giant storyline where if they, if they hit all the things, and then they're, then they're appropriately creeped out because they found all the little clues and put them together, and the reality is horrifying. Or if they don't put them all together, it's disturbing and confusing, and they don't understand. They know that they don't understand. They know that they're small and helpless and not in control. Mm-hmm. If they're on the periphery of something much larger than them, that is, that is uh, you know, malevolent. So use that. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you go into it with like, well, like it's one thing. It's, it's why I don't like Cthulhu very much, frankly, because oh. you're gonna fucking die. Oh, dear. Uh, and your characters are bad as shit. And it's like, hi, I'm just Bill the Rando, and here's a minor bad guy. How does that stack up? You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, like well, not. It's not like there's a goblin go fight it. It's like, oh, if it's a bad thing and you can see it, it's a sixty percent chance you die situation. Mm-hmm. Period. That's the mm-hmm. lowest level threat is sixty percent death. Yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, I. That's a decision. That's like you know, hey, uh, what's a great first board game? Settlers of Catan. Uh, uh, no, fucking Twilight Imperium, motherfuckers. Roll it up. Like that's <laughs> you've chosen that as your as your entry as your entrepot into the world of TTRPG. <laughs> well. I, yeah, I just, I like I said, I, I worry that, you know, running a module is, is it the right thing to do? But it sounds like your table's doing well. They're new players, uh, but they've been playing for a little while. So not the same as these players I'm going to be starting with. No, they weren't. They were, this is only two people from my old group, my mom and the cleric. The oh, and the other two have never played RPGs before. They're they new. they played some D and D in the past, okay. but if the Ranger's at the point of the game where he doesn't know he has two yeah. attacks at level yeah. five, we're in we are squarely in newbie zone, yeah. y'all. Why? My mom like, forgot she had fire bolt because she has fire ball. Why would I and, use a bolt when a ball her. will work? Yeah, I've got a fire ball, so she didn't know what to do. Yeah, I was like, "We well, have cantrips like fire bolt," and like I was like, "Oh, you know." Oh. 
She likes to. So I don't want to kill my poor. I, that's why I think is a great newbie game, frankly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Good luck with the Cthulhu. How about this? You are not allowed to mark more than one. I'm not going to mark many, four? them. They're going to do whatever. It, four? It, it, there's four. There's four playing. You can mark one. Uh, they're all they're they're all new. Bams ha- uh, linked me a, a great little video that kind of tells you what Call of Cthulhu like is, gives you the gist of it and how it should feel. And they all watched it and they love that little video. Uh, there was a bunch in the series. So I don't know if they all went on to it or I gave them. Uh, there's a link to the book, the rules, so they have they can look at that. Uh, I said you don't need to know the rules. I will guide you. You don't need to learn the book. It's cool. Uh, so I'm trying to make sure because they're all very interested in RPGs and I want to make sure they have a good time. And I think they want to have a good time as well. And I think they may want to do it again if it goes well. So I don't know. I just always feel this, feel this weird pressure when it's new players because you're like, oh, I could really make their first experience horrible and they'll never do it again. Or I can make their first experience great and this is all they'll want to do. It's a lot of pressure on a GM. Yeah. It's this, uh, yeah, just you, just, uh, just remember, you can only mark one. You can only mark one. I'll only you mark one. You well, get to mark one. I can <laughs> make them all insane, though. That's not, nope, that's what? not. That's one, cool. one mark, one insane. Wow. You're allowed to. <laughs> so I can take out half the party. Okay. Yes. I feel, <laughs> and I feel like that's really, I'm just telling you, like, if I, if I, if my first Shadowrun game that I ever played was like, hey, surprise, you're fucking murked. I would not be where I am today. I would, mm. That was the first RPG that I played in a real legit way. Mm-hmm. And if it had been, yeah, if it had been turn one, round one, fucking lose, I'd have been like, no, I'm going to go do something else with my life. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, we will check in with your table. Uh, we'll give it another, you know, couple months. Cause you guys do how many sessions a month? We only play once a month, once and a so month. they're oh, on the well. way to Harakmar. Okay. That's going to be a dungeon, uh-huh. and we have the ending of the current dungeon, which I just made the fuck up. So it'd be nice to come back and have, like, two, they went into a door, they did some shit, and they left, here's how it went, uh-huh. and then, you know, and or see how that goes when they actually encounter um, stuff that's just not the jungle itself, you know? So. so maybe towards the end of August, that'll give you at least three sessions? Yeah, I, I, I will have more about? to report then. All right. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And then if if every if anybody wants to hear about it, our next recording because our next recording will be the night after I run this Cthulhu module, uh, we can discuss how that went. Great. I am thrilled. And to, uh, I might even to be able to get one of them to come on the podcast with me to discuss how it went. <laughs> if you don't mark them, I. <laughs> They might come okay, on. Maybe if you do. They might. Okay. They might come I'm on. They might come on Let's and go. Jupe is a terrible GM, and I'll go. Yes, <laughs> yes, she is. I don't know who lets her do Banned this stuff. Banned from server. Banned. From, oh, I get the boot. That would be the best, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bams I'm, I'm stuck. I can't wait to hear that. I'll be on the. I'll be on the other end of the uh, of the equation. I can ask you. You can ask me all the hard and see questions. See how you've done, and I can, and I can verify with you your mark? player. Yes. Yeah, you you don't even have my players. Maybe they all think I suck. I'm over here like, yeah, I'm just kind of crushing it. It's what I do. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you don't no. have any third party. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I could have, I can get one of the players on and, and they'll tell you how it went and that. No. So it'll be interesting. But I, I can't wait to hear again an update on this Tomb of Annihilation. It doesn't, it doesn't make me want to run the module. 
But it is interesting just the story of like what's happening because I'm like invested in seeing how it ends with them. But I, I don't want to run this module myself. It sounds like it's way, it sounds too sloggy to me. And I just like, I know you stripped that out, but I'm just like, I don't like anything that, that was made that way. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Cool. But Very cool. Uh, thank you for taking the time to do a check in with us on that. And uh, I wish your, I wish your group much luck. Thank you. I'll, I'll let them know you, that, uh, that you pass it on and that they'll need it. Wow. <laughs> also, you know, does, has your table found out yet that you refer to them as? No. Okay. All right. No, I'm, I'm, uh, this is the South where we just uh, talk about <laughs> people behind their backs, not like to their face. You could say it about them as long as you say bless their hearts at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll just look at, I'll just look at my, uh, you know, about to apply for Medicare mother and be like, so I may or may not have referred to you as a f <laughs> <laughs> oh, The next right time that. I get your mom on this Discord to talk, believe me, I'm going to narc on you. I will. <laughs> and that is never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. Good night. Good night, y'all. <laughs>